You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. This is Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing multitasking materials and how this relates to minimally invasive dentistry for pediatric patients. Our guest is Dr. Carla Cohn, a partner of a private surgical clinic in Canada and clinical instructor in pediatric dentistry at the University of Manitoba. Dr. Cohn lectures internationally on prevention and pediatric dentistry for the general dentist. Dr. Cohn, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So we're talking about an interesting concept here, multitasking materials. I've never really heard it referred that way. I've never heard materials referred to as multitasking. Would definitely want to get you to explain that a little bit. Why is it important to have a material that multitasks and um, what does that actually mean? Good question. Thank you. Uh, So restorative dentistry for all of our patients, not just pediatric patients that I focus on, present an infinite number of clinical scenarios. So whether you have a large carious lesion to a tiny incipiency, a big traumatic fracture to a little tiny chip, we see multiple different patients with different restorative needs throughout our days. And while there's no one single material for all of our situations, of course, it is a great benefit to have a single restorative material that can be used in numerous different circumstances, many different situations. So having that one restorative material is suitable for so many different clinical scenarios, first and foremost, allows us for less inventory in our offices. Carrying less inventory means less cost and less waste due to that unused expired material. I hate when that happens. And additionally, the use of one material makes practical sense from a learning standpoint for us and our dental teams. And what I mean by that is, of course, each of our materials or products come with manufacturer instructions. And the less different product we use, the less we need to, to learn and keep straight in our heads and just keep it simple and success will follow. So you think that's a process that a dentist goes through where they, they start inventorying you know, a variety of different kinds of materials and then they realize, well, I could use this product for this clinical application. I don't really need... And then you start using one less product and you kind of just start ruling them out or is it... I'm, I'm just curious, is that kind of like the process? I, I think so. And I, I think that that's not necessarily... Uh, a good process that we go through because we we want to use our inventory we want to use the material that's that's easy and easy to reach for and when we start to try to apply materials in every single situation you know the same material then we're going to get into trouble you know we have to keep in mind that materials have their certain properties and hydrophilic hydrophobic all of that and we need to be able to use that material appropriately so if we have one material that's good for different scenarios many different scenarios then it's kind of a no-brainer so we hear the term minimally invasive dentistry quite a bit And most of us know what that means. You know, it's conservative dentistry. It's removing as little tooth structure as possible to achieve a predictable clinical result. Um, What does it actually mean when we're talking about pediatric patients? Sure. So, you know, you, you, you nailed it. We all know that benefits of minimally invasive dentistry preserve tooth structure. Right? And when we have child patients, it's even more critical to preserve that tooth structure since we're now cutting and invading that tooth at a really early age and we have an entire lifetime ahead. We want to preserve that tooth for that child. But besides that, uh, as all of us who see children in our practices know, behavior and cooperation of kids is unpredictable. And it can't be argued that the less time that we spend with a handpiece in a child's mouth, the better. 
And if we can avoid giving a child a shot or numbing that child, then all the better for both the child and for us. So minimally invasive dentistry is taken to a whole new level of importance when we're taking care of kids in our practice. Somehow the minimally invasive dentistry is tied to the multitasking, I assume. Can you tie that together for us? Sure. So this is uh, specific to the this new material that has just been introduced to the market, the uh, Grandioso Light Flow from Boco. And that material uh, in particular can be used for many different purposes. We can use it for minimally invasive dentistry. We can use it for our traditional dentistry that we're doing when we're, we're looking at, at what we're going to use for our base line or what we're going to be used for our top coat. And I, and I can get into that in a, a little bit uh, more in just a, a couple minutes from now. When you're talking about a material that's good for minimally invasive dentistry, tell us about some of the ideal properties of that material um, and any particular materials in, in specifically that apply, I, I would assume, to pediatric patients since that's most of the patients that you see. Sure. So what, what makes an ideal material for minimally invasive dentistry is one that can be placed precisely and that's got properties that ensure longevity of that restoration. And this material in particular, the Grandioso Light Flow, is a highly flowable, low viscosity material. And it has a very small cannula on that syringe. So that allows for exact and accurate placement without introducing any bubbles. And like all of the Voco products, I'm a big Voco fan, uh, it's a highly filled material, really highly filled material, which means that then it's going to have great stability, it's got high flexural strength, and great mechanical properties. And this material in particular is a highly aesthetic material that's available in multiple shades, and that even includes an incisal shade. So when you have that patient that's just fractured, we just had that patient in uh, uh, yesterday, when they fractured just a tiny bit off of that incisal edge, and we need to be aesthetic, and we need to be minimally invasive, then this is an ideal material for precise placement. When we have such a a thin cannula to place this type of material. We're not going to get these bubbles in there. And it's, you know, want to think about it like when you ever filled an ice cream cone with a soft serve ice cream. And if we can get that ice cream down to the very bottom without any bubbles, then we're not going to have collapse of our ice cream cone. So we want to avoid the void here. So this material, Granioso Light Flow, is a composite restorative, correct? That's correct. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I was always under the impression that uh, pediatric dentists primarily relied on glass ionomer. So if you can just clarify that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, absolutely. You're 100% right. Glass ionomers are, are you, you can't do pediatric dentistry without glass ionomers. That's a completely different scenario in minimally invasive dentistry. And that's a scenario where if we are leaving behind, you know, we're doing an incomplete caries removal, then we want to look at glass ionomers. We're in a situation where we can't keep the uh, area dry and we need a hydrophilic material. We're looking for glass ionomers. So glass ionomers are, are completely uh, a separate aspect of minimally invasive dentistry and and like you, you said it, it's, it's one that you, you can't do pediatric dentistry without having uh, a great quality glass ionomer, resin modified glass ionomer in your armamentarium as well. But as far as um, when we're looking at composite materials, uh, this one is a, a newer one uh, on the market that is filling uh, a void, no pun intended. So what are some of the scenarios where clinicians can really take advantage of the physical characteristics of grandioso light flow, uh, clinical applications. Give us some examples of how you would use it um, 
and what kind of results are you getting? Sure, because it's uh, delivered in a syringe and it's highly flowable, it's got that really small cannula and high fill content, the Grandiosa light flow can be used successfully for fissure sealants. You know, we can get right down to the base of that fissure and, and seal it without having any voids and know that we've got a good strong material that's got low shrinkage and is going to have good longevity. Uh, we can use it for preventive resin restorations, uh, for doing an extended fissure sealant, and we're looking at, you know, doing this on, you know, whether we're doing it on a, a six-year molar or whether we're doing it on a 12-year molar, or even a primary dentition, repairing developmental defects. So we've got those, you know, defects in the buccal pits of our six-year molars, or we've got a developmental defect uh, pretty much anywhere. This is going to give us that precise application. Um, and then we can also use it too, as I, I always use a flowable composite as a liner beneath my traditional composite restorations, whether they're packable, uh, incremental fill, bulk fill materials. If we're using this light flow material and we can have a precise placement at that base of that restoration, uh, then we can use that. And then we can use it again as a capping layer or a sealer for our composite or whether we're doing a, a glass ionomer restoration, we can use it for, for that as well. So really, you know, that's, that's just, I think, what, six different scenarios that we can use this one material for. And that kind of versatility is just a, a really valuable thing to have when we're doing our, our dentistry. Yeah, those are great examples. Thank you for that, Dr. Cohen. So is there any compatibility issues with this material? Is there anything that Grandioso Light Flow should be used with, like some of their uh, vocal materials that are used underneath it, or anything related to that? This is a, a flowable composite material, so we need to bond it in. So any anytime we're going to be using it, we need to to bond it. We've got to expect that. But if we're going to be using this at the base of a traditional restoration and we're using the Grandioso Extra as a, a really great uh, bulk fill material from Voco, we could use this as a liner for their Admira Fusion Fill, which is an Ormosur. We could use this on top of our uh, resin-modified glass ionomers and then have a chemical bond. So for example, the Ionolux from, from Voco is a resin-modified glass ionomer. So, so pretty much anything. There's compatibility issues. You know, anywhere we would put a resin uh, composite material, we can use this material successfully. It's certainly something that should be in the minds of dentists that are looking to move forward with their minimally invasive dentistry procedures that they're doing in their office, certainly for pediatric patients, the way you explained it. And um, I think that's a really nice delivery system, that cannula that you're talking about, which is really precise placement in small amounts, which is ideal for a flowable material. Is this a standard type syringe packaging that's available on uh, other companies or is this just a vo more so on the Voco side? So, so this one, is, this is pretty unique to have this small of a cannula on the syringe. The other thing that is interesting about, and, and, I, and I often forget to, to talk about it when I'm talking about the Vocal products, they have something you'll see on there, on all of their syringable materials, it says NDT on it, and that means that no drip technology. So when you extrude from the syringe, you stop pressing for the extrusion, the material stops flowing as well. So you're not wasting half of the syringe uh, when you're placing this material or, or any of the vocal materials that have this NDT. So we, we get into the habit of, uh, of our other types of materials of pressing out with the syringe and then we kind of do a pullback so we don't have the rest of the syringe drip out. And, and this uh, 
type of delivery system that they've got from Voco, this uh, NDT from Voco, that you don't have to do that. You don't pull back on the syringe. If if you do pull back, in fact, you'll you'll break that non-drip uh, technology uh, system on there. So it's it's a really a unique uh, material, and I and I always. Um, I always think of it as as that that great sort of German engineering that uh, that Voco's got. That's where the company uh, originates from, is from Germany, and they're really really precise and and excellent quality materials for sure. Yeah, these kinds of nuances, uh, something like you just explained, this no what is it NDT no drip technology. Yeah, yeah those yeah. those seem like minor things, but when you're in the office day in day in and day out doing the procedures, these little yeah features that are just so helpful to the clinician. Um, and it's just huge. And also the fact that this material is so versatile that it could be used for so many different things. It, just reducing the inventory alone is, is worth something. It simplifies your life. Um, just recently, I heard something from Dr. Leanne Brady, which was a clinical tip. When you take off the double barrel syringes on some of these products, not to put the cap on that comes with the syringe, um, you just throw that out and then whatever mixing tip you had on there for the patient, you wipe yep. that off, clean it really well and leave it on yep. there. Because if you put the original cap on that comes with the syringe, if you don't put it on properly and you put the base where the catalyst is and the catalyst yep. where the base is, the thing sets up on you and it's like, yeah, you can't even use it anymore. A brand new syringe. Yeah, that yeah, that, that's a that's a great tip, you know, because because otherwise you're contaminating your your syringe with the reverse, possibly with re reverse material. Right. So yeah, that, that's a really great great yeah. great tip. Yeah, and you don't have yeah. to worry you don't have to worry about the infection control because the syringe that's mixed, the syringing tip that's mixed already or used, you wipe it down really well with a disinfectant and leave it there, and then you take it off and put a fresh yeah. one on. So yeah. uh, you're better off doing that than than putting the original cap on. It's just these are the kind of things that make dentist's life easier, which uh, we all appreciate with the kind of job we have, right? Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that was great, Dr. Cohen. I hope you're scheduled to do a webinar for Viva Learning sometime in the future soon, because you do great stuff on our webinars. Anything coming up or... Thank you. You know, I think that there is something coming up in the in the new year. Um, it's uh, it's coming up. I, I'm not sure when, but we will definitely see you again. Love doing uh, any of the uh, appearances, if you want to call them that, for for you and your your group. Yeah, yeah. We have, and our our traffic is off the charts right now. Of course, COVID caused everything to go through the roof with the lockdown. But yeah. that, now that's been. You know, the lockdown's over. Hopefully it won't be reinstated. But um, based on that, the traffic has just been crazy high. We're doing about sixty to 70,000 webinar views per month now on, on our wow. site. We have almost 300,000 active users. So it's, it's, Amazing. Pre it's pretty crazy. But thanks so much for your contribution, as always, Dr. Cohen. And, uh, my pleasure. Uh, we appreciate your insight. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day.